The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files and a special edition of a show. It's been a while, but it's back, and this one's going to be a lot different than you've heard before. It's Life Ranked here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Um, All right, so the show's usually this. I bring in a guest. I say, hey, you have an interest. Uh, Give me a rank, a a life rank of five great things, five to one. Uh, And we'll talk about it. We've had great episodes. Jay Washington talking about the things he learned from pro wrestling is one of the last ones I did before the show kind of went on an unexpected hiatus. And I I thought, I got got to bring it back. And how do I bring the show back? And and who's the guest to do that? And I, I realized I... Yeah, he's been under my nose the whole time. He's uh, mm-hmm. one of the co-creators, co-producers of, of Little Bobby and the Juice mm-hmm. on YouTube, a sensation of a show you should be watching. You know him by a lot of different names. Finstock, Bobby Gucci. I know him as Tom Dagnino, one of the best baseball fans ever. Tom, welcome to Life Right. Oh, man, Ken. I couldn't be happy, more happy to be here. This is... I, I, I just love talking on the mic with you, regardless of what it's it great. is. You know, we had a great Knapsack Files years and years, years ago. ago. Yeah, I don't think years we've done everything, anything we since. Have which, is a, well, which is a, a uh, you know, sometimes uh, you know, I have to. My lawyers kind of say, you know, ease off on the Bobby Gucci brakes uh, or gas pedal. They put the pump the brakes. But I love you so much. Uh, this is always going to be an unfiltered conversation for those uh, listening. We're gonna have a lot mm-hmm. of fun here today. But you and I, yeah, yeah, that Knapsack Files episode might have been three, four years ago, in the early days of the Knapsack Files. Easily. Uh, when I was just getting to know you, now I feel I know you a lot better. You, you become one of my favorite people. And I always say this, in a world that everyone else uh, thinks you're insane, you're the most sane person in the room. Uh, and uh, the truth. <laughs> it is the truth. I'm not even lying. Whack, the wackos we deal with. <laughs> I'm not even lying on any level. And one of the reasons I think we really started to connect as, as, as people, not just online characters, is uh, our, our love of baseball oh yeah big time it I mean, goes deep for you yeah i'd i'd throw out lines like len sakata and you'd be like he'd be like oh short uh, second baseman of the baltimore orioles <laughs> 1982 he played for the yankees i'm like wow this guy knows a lot yeah and not a lot of people know that kind of stuff i talked to a lot of people especially out here when yeah. i was in new york mm. there was a lot more Different diehard field? fans a lot more yeah. diehard fans you know a lot more people you can talk to on a daily basis they read the paper there was nothing else to do out there yeah. you know what i mean so they're sitting there like oh, what do you think about <laughs> and then you talk about everything you know i mean I, and I was a diehard baseball card collector for years and years uh, and years, obviously. And yeah. Um, yeah. I could name every single, they'd be like, what what numbered card was, uh, you know, Mike Boddicker in the 1986 tops thing? I'd be like, uh, <laughs> card number 74. And then card number 75 was like a checklist. It was, it was very, <laughs> yes. it was on the spectrum. <laughs> uh, who, yeah, number 12 was Dick Hauser, manager yeah, of the Royals. Manager Rest Royals. in peace, Dick. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, and I love it. And it's certainly an error. And I'm a baseball fan now. I, I watch, I have a fantasy baseball team with my good friend, Corey. Um, it's National League only. Um so I still love, but there's just the way life works out. There is a certain era where all those details are still in my brain. Yes, correct. I'll and struggle I, to tell you that I'm a Yankee fan. I'll, I, I don't know if I can name the Yankee starting pitching staff right now. No, neither can I. Uh, yeah. I think you're 100% right about that. I think from like 1983 yeah. to about the time I first slept with a woman, <laughs> which was probably like... 84? Yeah, 80. <laughs> 83 and <laughs> mid 83. No, I think, uh, I think it was in uh, probably 90, 92 or something like okay. that. God bless you. Years not getting yeah. anything past me from 83 to 92. Oh yeah. 
I mean, that was it. I stopped yeah. collecting after that. Then the strike happened in 95. Mm-hmm. Disappeared from baseball. Not disappeared, but watched yeah, yeah. Eh, here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when I moved. Yeah, 94, 95 was where with that strike. 96 right. is Yankee fan. I'm in. I'm right. Grooved. Same yeah. here. Same yeah. here. So I took like two or three years off. Just not knowing much when, like, uh, you know, Toronto won a championship yeah. and the Braves were winning. And I was like, eh. But once the Yankees started winning and Sosa McGuire started hitting the home runs again, yeah. I've been watching baseball for another 20 years straight. Now, I don't collect the cards and I yeah. I don't know every single person on the team like I used to. I don't know the stats. I don't know the stats like I used to. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'll sit back and still watch every single Met game every single day. And whoever yeah. the Mets play, then I'll be like, all right, these guys are pretty good. You're a Met guy, too. Correct. Met guy. We're just in bad shape. Bad. Yeah. Tell me. Three stars. I, I do have uh, Pete Alfonso on my fantasy team. That's been Pete Alonso. Pete, Pete Alonso. Yes. Not Edgar Polar Alfonso. Bear. Polar bear. Yeah. yeah. Edgar Alfonso. Is, no, that guy's uh, mashing the ball. And this guy yeah. Neil too. Mm. And this guy's he's yeah. leading the league batting. It's and crazy. They thought he wasn't even a major leaguer last year. Uh, absolutely. We were, we, we were, uh, me and my co-owner were like, we thought, we thought about picking him up and we're like, nah, yeah, nah. that's what everybody thought. They Alonso wanted, we did, they want, they were either going to trade when they, you know, made the trade for, uh, Diaz, uh, mm. you know, and, and Cano. Yeah, I mean the trade was about Diaz, and Cano was just like, "Hey, you want you want you want you Diaz? Want, you're gonna have to take a take you know, the big hundred hundred million yeah. here for a guy who's he's just done and he's not a hustler. It's yeah. it's a bad trade. Yeah. They were they were gonna give up McNeil or Kanellnik or both, right? And done. And I was like, this ain't gonna happen. So they pulled McNeil out at the last second. If they would have gave McNeil up and and Kanellnik and done and Bruce and this other guy for Cano and Diaz who are who are tanking right now. Yeah. Oh my God! Not good. It would have been over for uh, Brody Van Wagenen. <laughs> but there's the baseball talk, and in fact, full disclosure, pulling back the curtain, uh, a couple years ago, um, uh, you and I were having. We'd always have these conversations after Schmo mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. I got out, and I was like, "We got to do it. We got to do a podcast." And so we we had a show idea. We're going to do. I won't give the name away because we might do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the time, it was we, we thought about doing a weekly show during the season, and and that's a bandwidth issue for me right now, especially I'm yeah. freelance on my own. You're working so hard, but mm-hmm. we. we I think you and I have to revisit this idea, Tom. And if the people listening like like this, our brand of baseball conversation, it might be something you'll hear more of in the future. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk also, uh, you know, middle of the show, we'll take a little break. We also want to talk about uh, your show, Little Bobby and the Juice, which is yeah. uh, tearing up on YouTube in its own special way. Uh, that is definitely from your heart, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, it's just, it's, it's, uh, I've had to figure out a way after all these you know, all these movements and all the, the yeah. new wave of the uh, the world went yeah. down. I can't say this as the stuff as a human, yeah, you know, yeah. anymore. So <laughs> you have to uh, find a, a not that it was even that bad. It was yeah. just, you know, you just can't speak truth anymore. It's so you, 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 get, you get crucified. This is your truth uh, conveyance. Correct. Yeah. And then, you know, conveyance I, had a, of the truth. I had a juice doll there and a couple of them. I actually had like four juice dolls. And uh, I was like, "This is where did when did you where did you get a juice doll an OJ Simpson doll?" Uh, I was I I'm always a collector of like odd memorabilia. Yeah, like, you go to my house, I have some really interesting things, like all related to like cartoons and right. you know uh, not necessarily movies, but just odd stuff. Okay, you know like Miyagi dolls and like stuff plush plush Stallone dolls, like stuff like where did you get that? Like even the mugs. Dating back to the mugs and all these other things. Oh, it's Stallone mug, so, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, wow, I'm you know, searching for an Afro- African-American doll for yeah. some reason. I don't know what it was for. And uh, I saw an OJ doll, like, in the box with everything. Like, it it came with a canoe, like a like a weight bench and just football. what and, era? Like, what? It was this 1975. like... 1975. So he hits, yeah. he hits the bills, and they're like, let's market yeah. OJ yeah. dolls. He was, he was in a bills outfit. That's insane. Yeah, and I was like, I'm going to buy this. 
Then yes, I bought another one. Then I bought another one. Then I was like, how can I do this? And it was originally going to be like just, um, right. just uh, Bobby and uh, just trolling. Or it was Bobby Finstock and his, and his celebrity friends. Yeah, little Bobby, yeah. a, a doll his, based on your Schmo's character. Right, exactly. Yeah. And he would just go around doing crazy stuff. But then I was like, how can I parlay this? Because it needed a bounce board. Yeah. So I was like looking at the juice doll. I'm like, little Bobby in the juice. I'm just like, that's perfect. <laughs> that's it. And it wasn't really about even, you know, uh, jumping on the OJ bandwagon or anything like that. I was just like, this doll is perfect. because the Because yeah. the person Bobby's talking to uh, is always the brunt of the joke. Yeah. yeah. Is, and it's always, uh, you know, gets the, the, the bad stuff happened to him technically. And yeah. he learns the life lesson. So I think if you look <laughs> at it down, if you break it down into like a purified morsel. Yeah. It, that's what the show is about. It's not. It's not. You know, uh, just using OJ because he's a you know famous uh, alleged murderer. You know, what I mean? right? It just, it just. I mean, you had the dolls. So you got to use them. Correct. Uh, Correct. It's out there on YouTube. Uh, YouTube channel. We'll talk about it at the end. But uh, Little Bobby and the Juice is the channel, right? Uh, yes, Little yeah, Bobby and the Juice is the channel. It's uh, and then it's yeah. on Twitter and everything like that at Little Bobby and the Juice and same yeah. thing with Instagram and things like that. And uh, you know, the next episode is we're in episode five, which will be coming out hopefully. Yeah. Next week, if we get it done properly, uh, okay. we have a big star in it. Nice. Uh, and you guys will uh, hopefully see that. And <laughs> uh, hopefully we don't get uh, taken off the air or sued. Wow, we'll that's see. always a good thought going into or the maybe, show. Maybe we, maybe we could. Who maybe. knows? <laughs> I always thought if you get sued, you're a winner. Yeah, you're doing no something one, right. No one is suing a loser. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like you go outside and be like, hey, Willie, I'm going to sue you. Be like, for what? You yeah, know what I mean? For, for, for what? Mowing your yeah, lawn? Sue get me. out of here. You, you can take my Kansas soup that I have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so today's, sue me. today's life ranked is... And this is definitive. This is the list. There's no debate if you're listening out here. Today's list on Life, Life Ranked is the best all-time moments in Major League Baseball. We've got a lot of history of the sport going back to the 1860s. Uh, we got present-day stuff. We got exit velocity tearing up. We, we got this game. Launch is, angles. Launch angles. This uh, war, wins above replacement, all these stats I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like uh, I probably feel like uh, my grandfather, my late grandfather, did when they made saves a stat in '69. Yeah, you know? of course. <laughs> yeah, we, we, if a pitcher can't yeah, finish I, a game, he's a loser. Um, <sighs> Nolan Ryan threw 215 pitches in a 16 <laughs> inning game yeah. one time, and he, he won one, like one nothing. And that's not counting warm ups between innings. He probably threw the game. 400 pitches that day. <laughs> And his arm's still going. <laughs> yeah. He's tossing those footballs he used to do with the Rangers. Yeah, and Upper Deck 89. Upper Deck 89, indeed. Yeah, so you can tell what kind of conversation, even if you're not a baseball fan, I think you're going to want to hear this list and enjoy this conversation. Trust me, you don't have to love or know baseball to get into what we're talking about. These are the best, the greatest, the all-time moments. Tom, you've brought in a list. I've got some honorable mentions. We're going to mm-hmm. dive in here. Let's go with your number five. You know, to, to clarify with people, it's it's not about home runs and big home runs. It's not Bobby Thompson's hit around the world. It's not Buckner's <laughs> thing. It's 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 the oddities. And, 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 yes, and these uh, are the greatest moments, the greatest moments, off the field moments, some on the field, some off, you know, <laughs> uh, and they have to be weird. Love. It. I, I think number five is, mm-hmm. you know, when uh, the, you know, Bill Vec, who was a, an owner of a team and he, he pitched and he, he was a, a complete crazy person he was yes. in world war ii is he had a wooden leg he was a big drinker and smoker <laughs> um he actually used to carve out holes in his wooden leg yeah and make it an ashtray yes. in his leg in his leg these dudes were serious and real never leave home was, without it he was unbelievable this guy so anyway, and his son Mike Vec uh, went on to, uh, more Mike Vec later yeah 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 for sure so Bill Vec so 
in, I think it was 1937, he was managing? No, I think he's owned or seen, something like that. Well, the incident uh, you're talking about, I know the year, but... Yes, is yes. it 37? No. Uh, 47? It's 1951. Oh, wow. I, I thought it was earlier, too. Yeah, I thought so, but maybe Post-war? Not. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. 51. Yes. He brought the dwarf up to bat. Yes. Uh, in a real major league game. Yes, yes. This uh, uh, little person, Eddie Goodell. Eddie Goodell. Yes. He was like, what was he, four, like... He Six or was uh, at uh, three feet, seven inches tall, oh the God. shortest player in the history of the major leagues, which means this counted. How do you it's get him real. on a fo- how do you get him on a 40 man roster? <laughs> like, how do you get him that quick on a 40 man roster? Or there, or I don't even uh, think there was there. It was at that point. Uh, I think it was just like, hey, because baseball, like, it was known for promotions before games, and we'll yes. get into those things later, yes. and after games. Now they just throw fireworks and concerts, but, but there was like, <laughs> Bill Veck was doing like zombie-like uh, limbo contests. He was doing crazy stuff. Yeah. So anyway, this guy since he got it to bat, mm-hmm. and, uh, but before the game, he had him jump out of a cake in center field. Like, what? It was, I mean, what kind of, this guy was a big drinker. He had an yeah. issue with it. Yeah, go back. And, and look, we're, we are, uh, yeah, I'm reading the note. Yeah, Goodell came out of a paper mache cake yes. between games of a doubleheader at Sportsman's Park. Yes, so that's where the promotions used to come to, the doubleheaders, because doubleheaders were a norm on Saturdays. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, let's play two. He said, Beck said, he goes, if you swing at that ball, he goes, look up to the rafters. Yes. He goes, there's a sniper up there. You swing sh- once, you will be shot dead on the spot. Yes. And the kid believed him. Kid believed him. Or not the kid, he was a man. Yeah, no, he was a man. And he, and he yeah. worked uh, as a riveter during World War II because he was able to crawl inside the inside the wings. He was an uh, an agency, like an actor's agency. He found, uh, Vec found him. Um, uh, this is, uh, and we're using some terms that were probably uh, more used in the time. Please uh, be aware of that. Before the second game got underway, the press agreed that the midget in a cake appearance had not been up to Vec's usual promotional standard. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> Then <laughs> the only other midget that could play was Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> that's true. No, yeah, that's a fact. No, um, but I think, you know, with this guy, uh, uh, clearly he didn't swing. This couldn't happen in this day and age of baseball. It would like, not be allowed. No, it, it, it can't. It just wouldn't happen. But and this, this guy, it was this is, and this it's for the St. Louis Browns, which of course were a team. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I keep going back to this. This was not uh, a rookie league, independent league type of team. This mm-hmm. wasn't for the Albuquerque Isotopes. Yes, correct. This was for a, a major league baseball team in the yes. post-war era. Yes, correct. That Bill Beck owned. He think he I think he owned the team. He, he did own. Sure. Yeah, the St. Louis Browns. Yeah, yes. uh, walked on four consecutive pitched balls. Yeah, his strike group. zone. They said it was an inch and a half. <laughs> an inch and a half strike zone. Jersey bearing the uniform number one eight. Yes, the only person who could have struck him out was probably Greg Maddox. Uh, right. Just yeah, Maddox would yeah, have painted paint, the corner. Yeah, painted the corner on a midget. <laughs> he would have Wowzers. Painted the Edward Carl Goodell, who uh, was born in 1925, passed away in 1961. This is... Uh, I would have loved to see that. This was one of those moments growing up that I would read about, and even uh, in the 80s, which was... Think about this. I, I'm born in 76. Mm-hmm. This is only 25 years prior. Mm-hmm. This is like, we're talking uh, U2's Joshua Tree album is older yes. now Correct. than this was. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, this you, know, you sit back and my grandfather's, yeah, I watched that. 
Yeah. You know? I was like, wow. This isn't like, uh, you know, 1902, Bill Veck had an elephant play yeah. catch. <laughs> like, this is not the case. I, I, this guy is unbelievable. I don't think that ever happened again, and that's why it's number five on there. It's just something that can never happen again. No. It's too much, uh, you know, there's too many strings to jump through and red, and red tape to yeah. sit back and have, you know, a, a small person, midget, dwarf, or whatever you want to call them, yeah. uh, you know, come up to bat in a major league game again. It's, Plus, nobody's throwing, you know, midget gets up against uh, Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> You know, throwing 102 yeah. mile I wonder an hour what fastballs. G- what Goodell's uh, uh, exit velocity on a, on a hit ball would have been. Uh, um, uh, I mean, it's a dribbler. So initially, anyway. Major League Baseball struck Goodell from its record book as if he had not been in the game. He was relisted a year later as a right-handed batter and left-handed thrower. And of course, he didn't play in the field. Yeah. Um, finished his Major League Baseball career with an on-base percentage of, of course, 1,000. Yeah, they pinch ran for him. It's official. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, in, he's in the record books. He's there. He's there. Pretty um, amazing stuff. Uh, baseball did um, uh, did kind of uh, uh, change a ruling uh, uh, and and uh, wouldn't, didn't allow that. But that, even then, that's kind of... Well, Bill, Bill Beck, what he also used to do mm-hmm. was put... he in, 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 uh, It was dead center field, right? Right. He had this kind of like mirror kind of like board that he used to move around. Okay. And he would move it around... Mm. To the right and left-handed hitters because it like it distracted them. Mm. He had somebody moving something in the back, mm. and people were like, "Okay, yeah. this is weird." And he would take it down when his team was up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he put it back up again. And then next day they had a big rule saying you can't move you stuff. Can't and, I mean, he that. there was so many different rules because yeah. he wasn't breaking the rules because there's just no rules. No, there's yet. no rules. That's what it was. That's the thing. And he was that guy. Bill Veck uh, has that. Uh, there's a book about him. Uh, you know, uh, Veck is in wreck. Truly, one of the the showmen of baseball. And this, therefore, because of its legacy, because of uh, um, it's wooden legacy. Uh, here's uh-huh. this quote from yeah. Veck. This is in the '62 autobiography. Veck as in wreck. Said of Goodell, he was by golly the best darn midget who ever played big league ball. He was also <laughs> the only one. Yes. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. So, uh, Eddie Goodell, number five on your list of the best, all-time, greatest moments in Major League history. Yes, no question about it. You can already tell, folks, this list is not going to go the way you think it is. No, definitely not. Uh, I would say number four. Number four. I mean, apparently this drug does really good for you. Um, You know, uh, Steve Jobs, you know, Mm. apparently changed his life. Uh, yes. now people are microdosing it and d- curing depression oh, and yeah. other kind of really interesting yes. things. And this is, uh, you know, yeah. it's a Beatles made a song of it. You know? <laughs> I, I, uh, I know where you're going. Lucy in, in the sky with diamonds. <laughs> you got a guy named Doc Ellis. Good old Doc Ellis. This Pitcher. guy pitched a no hitter on LSD. I mean, on, on LSD and, on, and a good team. And yes. Doc was, he's a great pitcher. Yes. Crazy part about it. He wasn't even supposed to pitch that day. He wasn't. They and were the like, doc is great. I think you yeah. can still get it on Netflix. Oh, fantastic. Well, well, well done. Now, this guy great. was a, a great pitcher. This guy was a fireballer, just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There was one picture of him and they're yelling at him. They're like, Doc, you know, got a pitch, got a pitch. He's like, he thought he was looking in at the catcher. He was staring in the center field, like looking for signs to pitch. And they had to tell him to turn around. <laughs> turn around. He said he was so dialed in mm, yeah. that the ball was going wherever he wanted it to. Yeah. I believe that. I've uh, never done LSD. I haven't either. I, I know people who have. Okay. Some people say it's fantastic and it's right. like a, it, it opens like, up your mind it, to it, a new level of pitching. Right. And also pretty much just resets your mind. It, it, it like almost reboots your body. Okay. 
So he must like, have been throwing the ball, just like feeling so loose. Feeling, is it like blowing the cartridge of your video game? Yeah, life? the Nintendo <laughs> game. Yes, probably like that. Yeah, and then alcohol and uh, you know yeah. uh, with Q-tips and yeah. shit on my Nintendo. That's what I used to have next to it—a butter knife at all times, <laughs> uh, rubbing alcohol, Q-tips. And, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, a chick on the side, too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, June 12th, 1970, against the San Diego Padres. You're right. Twilight doubleheader. Again, mm-hmm. a lot more doubleheaders back in the day. Mm-hmm. And he went up to, he, he lost track of the day. The game was on Friday. He was driving big Cadillacs. This guy yeah. He was up in Los Angeles visiting a friend and dropped uh, LSD, mm-hmm. quote, two or three times, thinking it was a Thursday. And he took a hit of LSD on Friday at noon. Mm-hmm. And his friend's uh, girlfriend reminded him at 2 p.m. that he was scheduled to pitch that night. <laughs> he flew from Los Angeles to San Diego, arrived at the stadium at 4.30 for a 6.05 start. Wow. Gets in there, can't see the ball or see the batter or catcher clearly. He says, I can only remember bits and pieces of the game. I was psyched. I had a feeling of euphoria. Yeah. I mean, and that's what happens sometimes. I would call that the zone. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a zone like that, he said he played every single ball he threw. The catcher was like, everything was right where I I, 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 I targeted it. You're seeing like, it on right another there. level. Yeah. He's probably, he can't see the ball or the catcher clearly, but mm-hmm. I bet he can see the stitching on the mitt. Exactly. <laughs> in the glove. Exactly. It's Willis, Wilson signed, whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I think, you know, I always respected the games I played. I've never, yeah. I, and I never played like high. I mean, I smoked weed and tried to play basketball once. And I was like, this is not for not, me. Not your thing. Yeah. And yeah. drunk, never. Like I, you know, I respect the game like that. I'm not like a weekend softball player. It's like, let me crush like 30 beers and try to, you know, do yeah. whatever. Stop I come to, I come to, shot. Yeah, yeah, I come to play when mm-hmm. I play and that's mm-hmm. it. And I don't like disrespecting the game. But now, shit, I mean, you should have did LSD. Might as well drop it. Probably would have went seven for seven. Uh, I always knew about Ellis growing up, and and he went on to do a lot of things for... He played uh, for the Yankees. Yeah. And and now he he was a drug counselor because he was a raging alcoholic after that. Oh, he he, did some great things in his life. He passed away a few years ago. Yeah, he did. Um, Did great things for African-American players in baseball. Mm -hmm. Again, substance abuse problem. So, you know, but he always talked about this openly. So we're we're not... uh, This is quite a feat. You know, we don't recommend it. If you've got Mm -hmm. a problem, Maybe don't consider dropping acid before a game, but he 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 used uh, most of his life to to counsel others with substance abuse, but or uh, substance uh, abuse disorder. But what what a crazy! I, I remember, like I said, I knew knew what Ellis mm-hmm. growing up, but then when when you I this didn't this information didn't find me till a little bit later in my baseball fandom. Uh, when did you first know about this? Uh, not too long ago, honestly, yeah. not too right. long ago. I was like, I think maybe they tried to hide it. Maybe it was like a stain so. on something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, David Wells said when he pitched the perfect game was bloated the night before. Mm-hmm. He said he was wasted. Yeah. He yeah. said he had like three three cases of beer or something crazy like uh, that. That's a I mean, sometimes a it just... light night it, it for Wells. Really, I know. Sometimes it really does uh, put your focus there, I guess. You know? I guess. Uh, my buddy, this guy Rich, in high school, was on LSD and ran back four kicks like two punt returns and two kickoff returns. On Never the did same it again. play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never did it again. Rich plays over. Yeah, and he was he he's like, dude, I ran back four kicks. I was like, Jesus. And he goes, I was on LSD. Like, yeah. I don't know what. I don't want to advocate like somebody who's on the verge of doing something great to go on yeah, LSD exactly. here because it really, honestly, it, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it works for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you running around don't. the bases and like ripping your face off or something like that. Please don't. But, uh, Please don't. Yeah. Don't I mean, do, don't do bath the, salts yeah, before no, you exactly. get into a football Ugh, game. God. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know how he did that, but what, maybe you see things that 
or technically, mm-hmm. or maybe you see three things. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is. But when like I, I said, it started, Steve Jobs, same thing too. He said he didn't enlighten his whole life. Uh, look, there's some results, I guess. I'll, I'll stick in my little closed-off boxed-in world. But yeah. uh, why I love this is on your list, because this represents a time there's different eras of baseball, and, and there's always a tendency to look back and romanticize a lot of the things that go on in baseball. Um, but it's real people. It's sports. Labor disputes started from the moment uh, a, a shilling uh, tr- changed hands sure. in the 1860s. Sure. Uh, I, I, that series, the documentary series, when it was a game, was great. I Ken just, Burns one? Yeah, well, yeah. there's Ken Burns baseball oh, yeah, yeah, Ken there's the other one that was on hbo called when it was a game mm. and i love that idea but I, I also don't think it's accurate yeah. i don't think it was ever just a game it was a business no. it always was different times yes uh, early 1900s it was it was uh gangsters and gamblers and ne'er-do-wells sure. the only chance to get out of your life play some pro ball mm-hmm. um uh, that's one thing but i love this represents this weird trippy era of baseball oh the 70s late 60s early 70s well, look at the, the, the look at oscar gamble like his, <laughs> his hat didn't even fit on him his yes. afro was so crazy yeah but uh, they had a style back then those guys were all drinkers those guys were oh, yeah. all on greenies which greenies, is the amphetamines yeah. and all those coffee yeah they all uh, it was a it was a very interesting thing yeah and they took the game real serious now they didn't take their health that serious because most of those guys weren't in good shape yeah nobody looked like mark mcguire in the 70s like there was like big guys like Dave Parker and like, but Bob Horner was like four hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, Bob Horner. Yeah, had, had, these, a, had a beer belly and still yeah, hit four homers in one yeah, game. Exactly. I love the athleticism you know. of the game now. Don't get me wrong, um, but the authenticity I, is gone. Yeah. And you know, it's the same thing that happened to NBA. Everybody's friends. Everybody's this. You know, yeah, the bench yeah, clear yeah. and brawls don't really go that crazy anymore. Like in in two thousand two with the Yankees, Red Sox, or the the Yank in uh, I forget what ninety something ninety seven or ninety eight with the Orioles and the Yankees when Strawberry oh, was like punch people in the face. I mean, <laughs> yes, Armando Martinez threw a hundred mile an hour yeah, pitch to the dead back of Tino Martinez's Tino. That Ooh. one was great. And Benitez didn't care. He didn't. And he was care. like, "Let's go," and that's it. These guys now. What I do applaud it's. There's still fire, mm-hmm. and it's but it, oh, it yeah, mostly comes from the Latin players. Oh yeah, they, they, so, uh, so you can bat flip all day to me. Oh yeah, of course. I don't care about the bat flip, and yeah. these guys will still hit people. Yeah. And but it, look, look at Utley. You know, yeah. when he not when he when, <laughs> yeah. he, when, he, when he, he crushed uh, Tejada, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, he was going to get hit the next time he faced the Mets, period. That's what, as he should. Yeah, and that was it. Syndergaard yeah. threw it behind him, and yeah, then, yeah. you know, you get the ass in a jackpot uh, thing. When he's like, Terry, our ass is in a jackpot. I was like, what is he talking about? And, you know, Terry Collins like, you cocksucker. Like, just going crazy. It was great. It was fantastic. And I never really liked Terry Collins that much, but then I was sitting in front row and the – in the Dodger game, that game five of the NLDS in L.A., and – I was on TV and I was get, I got like thirty thousand texts of like is, they were screenshotting. Is that you? And I'm like, yeah, I just yeah. hugged Terry Collins. I'm waiting for it. Was unbelievable. I'm waiting, stuff. You're waiting to. Everybody's like, do you know him? And I'm like, no. Waiting for like, Collins to bring it. I do remember it that. Was unbelievable. And you're play. talking about 03 Red Sox Yankees Zim versus Pedro. Oh my god. And you know I, what? I'm not mad at Pedro. Zim t- came I'm, in like a, a bull a bull in the china shop. I'm telling and you. he got thrown off. I'm that a, was it. I'm a Yankee fan. I hate those Red Sox. I hated Pedro back then. I think he's great now. I love mm-hmm. watching him on MLB Network. Um, 
But I'll tell you what, I respect him for the fight. Yeah. Because if Zim's gonna respect you enough to charge you, yeah, he olayed him. Like he, he just, he just, he just, he, he just uh, punch him in the he face. Just bull thing. He, uh, whatever. <laughs> and honestly, it wasn't really much. Zimmer it wasn't came in. Much. Zimmer came in he low. Was an Eighty-year-old coach. Yeah. Zimmer came yeah. in low and he just pushed him in the back of the neck and he flew. And off. I used to love. Uh, I think they did the Horatio Sands and SNL did the Don Zimmer fall for oh like yeah, the entire oh, it was season. amazing stuff on SNL. And he rolled over. You, you know what? No harm, no foul. He yeah. was in the dog park the next day betting the on personalities. And look, there's personality in the in the game. No, we, we still love it, but I, I, I agree. Uh, uh, it's sometimes a math equation. I ain't even knocking the new stats. It, it makes no. sense. If you're in a batting cage and you want to study down to the micro, you know, uh, micro inch of how you swing a bat, I'm mm-hmm. all for it. But uh, I, I just love some of the stuff. And Doc Ellis pitching a no-hitter on LSD is your number four moment for a reason, which means we're yeah. up to your number three. Which is a, a great segue here of the characters in the game. Because mm. I think this next one is, it, it's flew under the radar of how, genius it was uh, i mean just ultimately <laughs> and one by the, the way this is the this is the tech you and i were texting yesterday yes. uh that's that i said i gotta get you in on, on the mic yeah, so this I is think. just complete genius on so many different levels and this guy is such it, nobody really likes this guy he's he, he's just he is unliked he's yes. just unliked but he's like my uncle lives in stanford connecticut and yeah. this guy he owns bars down there this guy now, okay and he lives down there, and he's the toast of the town he's the really? everybody loves him I could see that though. They just love him over there. He's a, just a fiery, just a. He says what he means, but he's a he's a dick. He's and, and, and we'll reveal who he is in a second. But he's uh, he was a top athlete. He was uh, kind of you know he was a good looking cat, mm-hmm. uh, outspoken, Italian. in this in this like yeah yeah <laughs> I don't care yeah. uh, I'm so and so, but also kind of charming, and it all rolls together in this one incident. <laughs> yes, uh, it was. I think it was it was ninety nine. Remind you, folks. Yeah. this is the list of the greatest all time moments in Major League Baseball. You can't argue them; they're definitive. Yes, this is a Correct. definitive list. Yeah, this, and this would have been higher on my list, but the two other ones was just June six, nineteen ninety nine, in a yes. fourteen inning ball game. Yes, mind, mind you, Pat Mahomes Senior is on the mound. Yes, uh, whose son is the uh, yes. fan, probably number one overall pick in the uh, fantasy and yeah, everybody's yeah, fantasy draft this year. Um, and it happened. It was a pitch. Yeah. Mike Piazza, the Met catcher at this time. Yeah. I don't know what he did. <laughs> he was throwing the ball and like tripped over home plate or something. <laughs> something weird. Got called for, uh, it was deemed interference and, and, you know, whatever. The guy got the base. Our guy, Bobby Valentine, Bobby, Bobby V. Ma- uh, Bobby V. Comes out and argues, argues. Now, he shouldn't have been arguing anything. Piazza looked like he was Kentucky two-stepping. And it was, they're probably just like, I don't know what that was, but just go to first base, you know? Yeah. So, Valentine gets ejected, you know? Robert Ventura and Oral Hershiser are in the dugout. And okay. they're like, they're saying Valentine, they're like, oh, man, what happened? He's like, oh, Piazza, just do this fucking thing, whatever, yeah. do, 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 do. Like, go back out there, Hershiser. And for Hershiser and Ventura, known for being jokers and clowns. Right, right. And, you know, the, I mean, obviously, you know, Rob Ventura, you know, he made a couple of bad mistakes. You know, one was charging Nolan Ryan. Yeah, that's an honorable mention got, on our list. Yeah, and he got destroyed. <laughs> August 4th, 1993 <laughs> against the Rangers. Uh, Rob I think he just did it uh-huh. just to be like, you know what, I'm going to go fuck with this guy. Well, because, because. To go on that tangent, Ryan is an aggressive guy. Oh, he's, yeah. He's, uh, oh, he's, he hit him 100 miles an hour right in the back. Yeah. And that was on purpose. He's an old-school Texas guy yeah. uh, and and uh, an old-school New Yorker, yeah. too, with those Mets, in a way. So he did that. And uh, Robin Ventura was born in Santa Maria, California, which yes. is near my hometown. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I used to uh, see his wife at Little League games. 
Um, underrated player. Underrated player, indeed. A, a big a college star at mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. Yep. Uh, and I, so I never met Rama, but I had some people who knew him and, and talked to him. Yeah. And and he he was forever embarrassed about this moment, but he just kind of felt... He's like, I it got started. By Nolan Ryan. I, it started. I started running, and, and I was like, "This is a mistake." Yeah. <laughs> and Nolan Ryan, forty-six years old, yes. sidesteps him, headlocks him, and punches him like he's rustling a, yeah. a, a bull down. It's what, one how of many the greatest uh, no hitters did Ryan have? Eight, seven and seven. Yeah, at least seven. that would have been yeah. that, that was eight. <laughs> Robert Ventura did not get a hit on him. <laughs> did not. So, this, all right. To segue back. <laughs> so segue back. Segue back. Bobby Valentine, the manager of the Mets, is tossed from the game in yes. the twelfth inning. Yes, tossed. Four, yeah, 12th, yes. He went 14. Yeah. They won, I think they won whatever they won. So um, he's in the back. Hershiser gives him his hat yeah. and a pair of sunglasses. Hershiser does this. Yes. Gives him oh, a hat and a pair of sunglasses. And they're like, and he's like, just go back out there. No one's going to know it's you. You know, whatever. It's late. It's raining. You know, whatever. And uh, he's like, ah, I just need one more thing. Yeah. He finds this piece of the eye black that they use, the stickers. Right. Now, to me, it looked like a real mustache. And it looked like yeah. something like Ventura had in his bag when he yes, used to I, do the, uh, you know, the the rain delay stuff. Yes. You yes. know, when he put a mustache on, it was Casey at the bat, him and Dempsey, whatever. They used to run around like Babe Ruth, whatever. So Valentine comes out, sits in a dugout behind uh, Hershiser, and he's sitting there with the mustache, with the, mustache. With the sunglasses, and the hat. And it's not even a Mets hat. No, it was like Hershiser's personal hat. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the sun, he's like, I can't wear sunglasses in the dugout. It's nighttime. And uh, they were having a legitimate conversation about going out there. Yes. yes. And I forever after that, Bobby B was my favorite. <laughs> Your favorite. Yeah. And, and I'm looking it closely was, at the picture. It is definitely some Groucho Marks. It's unbelievable. Paint on his leg. And then, you know, the fans were talking about it. Then everybody else was talking about it. And then the announcers had to talk about it. They're announcing the game and laughing. Yeah. They're like, this is not. He, Bobby V is like, everybody had a good time with it, yeah. except the league officials. Mm-hmm. I think he was fined like ten grand or something. like oh, that. Oh, he was fined indeed. But uh, that being said, I've never seen anybody do something that amazing. Oh, it's. I mean, it's now you, you know people watch the game uh, in a dugout, and they they probably text now and make the sh- shot yeah. calling and whatever the case may be. Yeah, and, you know, if somebody gets obviously clear that the manager is still can still manage from his office. Yeah, that's usually a what ball happens. boy comes in and goes, "Take this guy out right now." They yep. go relay it to somebody. Boom, done deal. Yep. You know, I mean, yep. easy, simple happens. mathematics. And there's phones, bullpen phones. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, but to have the balls to do something <laughs> like that. To me, it was just unbelievable. Dude, just a, it, it was so funny and so stupid. In a major league game in yeah. the 90s, 99. And, yeah. and the Mets were a good team. Yes. This wasn't like uh, there's 12 people in the stands. And they went on to win the wild card that year. That's right. Next year in the World Series against the Yankees. Uh, it um, was unbelievable that year. And um, it was like the, the rocker years. That's when oh, the yeah, Mets yeah. and Braves were like neck and neck. They were tr- The Mets were trying to knock these guys off their, their, their pedestal of 14, yeah. 16 years or whatever they won the division. And he does it. And to sit in the dugout. And just look on his face like, who me? What? Yeah, like he was like, a, it was like uh, just I'm sitting a there. Strength like a, and conditioning coach. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was, uh, I, I like I said, for that to me, it's number three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just being a Met one. fan at that point, and it was in Shea Stadium, which was, the, uh, you know, clearly better than the new stadium, City Field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just for nostalgia purpose, the lighting was better. Something was just, it, had it was a look just to it. Yeah, it had a look to it, and especially in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. especially when the game meant something, a night game. Going oh, into the yeah. night like that was the just amazing stuff. The Blues stood yeah. out in that stadium. They really, that really did. Blue, yeah. They did. This year, you know, with the, with City Field, they went with too much of that, uh, a mix between, like, the Giants and the yeah. Dodgers and the Blues. It just, they're just not as deep and, like, 
yeah. mesmerizing as they were. Yeah, and I love these new stadiums. I love the modern marvels, but uh, you know, I'm glad all the cookie cutter uh, astroturf sure. stadiums are gone. Uh, I, I believe in change, but yeah, there's something about that with the plane flying mm-hmm. over. I'm sure the plane still probably fly, fly over they City do. Field. They but, do. Um, they do. Hernandez would always step out of the box. Yeah, Hernandez would. I yeah, re- he was like step out of the box. His, I read his book, his 85 autobiography. Oh, about yeah, that for sure. Season, so and, he, yeah. and he talked about how. Was it If at First or something? If at first, uh, mm-hmm. he, he talked about how he had an escape plan for if a plane crashed. On yes. The well, he was serious business. He was serious. Um, but I mean, that, yeah, that to me, it was just. I've never seen a manager has never never done something like that before, no. or they never got caught. Well, that's because again, talking about like the the Eddie Goddell thing being in fifty one, that's not too long ago when you and I first started watching baseball. But in sure. nineteen ninety nine, this is something like I used to grow up reading stories of you know John McGraw, Connie Mack sitting mm-hmm. in the dug of the suit, but like Huey Jennings, the third base coach, who would yell "hoo ha" yeah. and all these weird like quirky sure. Casey Stengel and all the stuff with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, he used to put a dove in his hat and go to home plate and do a magic <laughs> trick. Yeah. yeah. And you got Bobby V with uh, yeah, painted on, painted on mustache. Yeah, it, it was unbelievable. And uh, like I said, it, it'll go down in uh, you know the history of baseball is one of the <laughs> oddest, most crazy, you know, just the most ridiculous things ever done. And, yeah, you know, and and I, I didn't know Hershiser was that guy. I knew Ventura was that guy. Yeah, yeah. But ever since then, and I was like, the Bulldogs the best. Even though he beat the Mets in '88 and pitched like every single game sure, and won sure. every single game and like just hit everything, it's unbelievable stuff. Oh. '88 series is great. Uh, great year, great year of baseball. We beat them 11 to 12 games in the regular season. Absolutely, it yeah, was I know. unbelievable. We had we '88. We should have won the championship. We were a great team. Oh yeah, my guy. Everybody Gary was Carter. off coke. Everybody was doing good things. <laughs> you know. So that is number three on your list. Bobby V. Yep. In the dugout with, with a, a mustache. Mustache and it's like a clue thing. Bobby V. With the sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. The eye black sticker yeah, tape. Love it. And a weird hat. Love it, which means we're up to your number two. Oh, this is, yeah, speaking of cocaine-fueled rages, uh, I, uh, before I get into this one, the Hal McRae, uh, the Hal McRae breakdown and when he was a manager that one year was oh. unbelievable. Oh, Hal McRae, manager of the Royals, throwing old rotary phones around. Spinning around. Spinning like around. Doing like pirouettes and stuff. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, but anyway. Look up that one, folks. <laughs> yeah. Hal McRae's breakdown. Yes. And the reason why I'm saying his name, because this guy who did something was Hal McRae was his teammate at this yes. time. Yes. Yes. Along with a bunch of other guys, Quisenberry, Willie Wilson, uh, Jim mm-hmm. Sundberg. Really great mm-hmm. team. Great, mm-hmm. great team. Uh, Frank it's, White. That's, yep, Frank White. It's the the old pine tar incident with George oh, Brett. This is one of the all-time greatest moments. I was hoping in life. Our buddy Ken Kaiser, uh, uh, I mean, uh, you know, Kaiser's dad, Ken Kaiser was yeah. the one who called it, but it was not. It was, it was uh, not. It was not. Tim McClellan. It was, it was Tim McClellan. The umpire. Yes. But they were, because uh, Kaiser used to do uh, all the um, Yankee games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. That's what, that's what it was. When I first met Kaiser, and for those who are fran- uh, fans of the movie Trivia Schmodown, uh, Kaiser, the manager of Kevin Smets, mm-hmm. uh, first name John, uh, his father, uh, maybe a lot of you don't know, Ken Kaiser, uh, the late Ken Kaiser, one of the greatest umpires in the history of baseball. Oh, easily, no question big about it. Big personality, They'd big be like, man, there's Kaiser out yeah. there. It was uh, He and Earl Weaver would yeah, go R- at it. Rizzuto used to hate yeah. him, too. He's like, Kaiser making this guy, his, you know, <laughs> like bad calls. Like, you know, yeah, it was unbelievable. And he used to go uh, yeah. to... Uh, and Kaiser, well, Kaiser was the, the other the Kaiser we know yeah. was telling me that uh, you know him and Don Zimmer would go to the dog park like every day before the game and like 
you know, oh, yeah. the dogs or races and stuff like that. Right. And then they just go to a game and hang out. We'll get Kaiser on the show because he's, he's got some stories he's told oh, us that are amazing, I, I yes. want him to share on air if he can. Oh, if, fan, he can. Yeah, if he can. <laughs> if, if he, he can. can. But he's shared stories about this guy, yes. George Brett. Oh, So yes. the game, I think I think even if you're not a baseball fan, at least during a certain era, you knew about it. Sure. Uh, July 24th, 1983, Yankees and Royals. And Royals were one of the top teams for a long time, late yep. 70s into the end of mm-hmm. 85 and then won the series. Yankees would uh, always be in the top, top echelon, but yeah, it would struggle. 81, lose to the Dodgers in the World Series. Mm-hmm. So 83, they're in this weird spot. Mattingly was up. Uh, yeah, 25-game hitting streak at one point during the season. Yes, he did. Um, at this point, at this yeah, time. Yeah. At this point, yeah, <laughs> yeah. at this point. Um, but uh, by 84 is, when he, 84 is when Mattingly becomes the Mattingly that baseball mm-hmm. fans know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, 80, got, 84 and 85, he was untouchable. Rigetti, all these guys on the team. Uh, uh, the Royals uh, are down 4-3, to I believe, right? Yep, correct. Ninth inning, top yep. of the ninth. Yep. Rich Gossage, who was yep. the closer before that meant what that word means. He, th- he would throw three innings every night. Yeah. Come in. Starter would come in, throw six. Gossage would come in for three out. Three innings saved. Three innings saved. Yeah. Great, wild uh, energy behind his throws. Big slider. Loved Goose Gossage. Rich yeah. Goose Gossage, one of the characters of the game. Um, serves up a gopher ball to George Brett. Yeah, and Brett crushed his ball. This was like in the third deck. It oh, was yeah. Old Yankee Stadium. It was a bomb. And, you know, you always hear these things about these pine tar and, like, mm-hmm. they'd always measure it and, like, it was just bullshit. Like it, and, and obviously they come to find out it means nothing. Yeah. You know, it's like a, it's like stick them or something on a grip. Like, yeah, like yeah. It does, does, it does, does nothing. nothing for you. It's not steroids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you still got to hit the ball regardless. So Brett crushes this ball. He's rounding the base. Billy Martin, the character that he is. Love I mean, the late great Billy Martin. Oh, boy, what a guy. This guy, I mean, he's fired nine times. I think he's like he was an he was the Yankee yeah. manager like nine times. Yeah, he, like, how yeah. does that happen? Yeah, that would never fired, happen fired, in this kind like of day that, of age no. ever. He would fire him, then like rehire him like two days later. One of the saddest days of my life as a baseball fan, December twenty fifth, nineteen eighty nine. Billy mm-hmm. Martin dies in a truck crash. He was a passenger, which is crazy craziness. Um, crazy because he, he probably would have managed again. Like he <laughs> probably would have. Uh, Steinbrenner loved him and hated him. He, oh my god! Him. And he always and he was a great it. manager for the A's at Billy Ball. In yes, the early yes, 80s. and the Rangers. I think he managed. As well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he was, it was funny, uh, he mm-hmm. was very oh, charismatic for sure. I mean, he used to drink in a dugout. Him and Reggie Jackson used to, like, fight. fight. That's one of the like, greatest, legitimate greatest moments. 77, and the, I, mean, I believe. Yeah. yeah, they had Panella on that team. All these guys were fiery guys, yeah, yeah. dude. This this was a good Yankee team. And yes. Nettles and Munson, all these guys. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. so Brett, Brett Homers. Hits, Brett Homers. Royals are going to win the game. They do end yeah. up winning the game. Billy Martin comes out. Well, yeah, though, sorry, that's right. You're right. The yeah. inning didn't even continue. Yeah, no. Yes. You're right. You're yes. right. Billy Martin Boom. came out right then, and he was like, "They start putting the bat on home plate because that's yeah. that was the measuring tool." Seventeen back then. inches, yeah, something whatever. like that. Yeah. It had if it was over home plate, it was it, you're illegal. You can't have pine tar from like the handle to like past the trademark. There's yes. a, you have to have that blue less. line that used to be yes. on the bats or whatever yeah. it was, uh, and a little bit yeah past that on the trademark. Now you could dip the whole thing in pine tar if you want to. <laughs> Uh, you, you just can't use it as a pitcher yeah. like Michael Pineda did uh, mm-hmm. one day. So anyway, um, they're measuring it. They're all like huddling. Yeah. And you see Brett in a dugout like yeah. he's he's like, I don't know, he's huffing and puffing. Got some chunks. Yeah, yeah, mouth. he's looking for he, something. Brett was a fit dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, he was. There. Like him and Brian Downing were the only ones lifting weights. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> correct. And Brett was a great hitter. He almost hit 400. Uh, I love him, yeah, 390. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. What? It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So take, mm-hmm. taking away from that, mm-hmm. you know, Brett, a great hitter. Yeah. Fantastic player all around. Hall of Famer. And a great GM and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, shit his pants the one time while playing third, too. <laughs> yes. It's amazing. This guy yeah. loved cards and loved to play, gamble, and everything. Yeah. Just typical 
what you wanted in a baseball player. Yeah. The umpire goes over there with the bat. With the bat. And just go, and just gives the out signal. Gives the out signal. I've never seen anybody. He's That's waiting to run best. out of there. He. That's why it's the best. He ran out of there like a complete lunatic. Like his eyes were bulging out of his head. Yeah. I mean, it, it looked like he was just like did a ton of cocaine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Comes out of there storming out, storming like arms and legs akimbo. I he, I think he caught himself at the last second. Right. Because he didn't run into the, the umpire. Yeah. But yeah. I thought he was going to just steamroll him down. So oh, I think something yeah. cooler heads must have prevailed. He's probably like, I look like a psycho right now <laughs> running out here. I'm going to stop before I get suspended. Yeah. Because I, I remember an interview with him. He says, I was in the dugout and I was watching them and I, I said to my teammates, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. Uh, they called no, me out. Saying, yeah. I'm going to kill him. And that's exactly what he was saying and, and that he was doing huffing and puffing. And when he did it, he went out there. Like I said, I've never seen anybody. It's the best. If anybody came at me like that, I'd run. Yeah. No, oh, regardless looked, of where it was. If it I was is. like in the Ralphs and I said something to like one of the guys stocking shelves and he came at me like that, I would run the other way regardless of how big a hammer he is. Tobacco yes. juice dripping uh, out, flying it out. It was one of the biggest spectacles I've ever seen and it was all over the news. Obviously, yeah. it was the Yankee game, things like that. And, and Martin had this kind of plan, but in a way, they were waiting for yes, it, Yes, they right? were waiting for it because apparently it was, it was being said. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing that happens all the time. They're like, we hear Sosa's using a cork bat. We hear Billy Hatcher's using a cork bat. Mike we Scott's hear, got an emery right, board. Right, exactly. There's, there's, Joe Necro's got right, an emery exactly. board. And then, you know, before, like, social media and other things, like, now people are getting caught, like, red-handed, like Pineda. Yeah. They're like, dude, this guy's got fucking pine tar all over his neck. Like, right. it's blatant. Yeah. And then the one guy had Vaseline on his arm, a little oh, yeah. jalapeno here, do-do-do-do-do. Same thing with Major League. Yeah. Uh, look, anything to get an advantage, if it's small like that, they show, like, people spitting on the ball. There's yeah. so many different rules about baseball that people don't know. You know, you, you can't blow on your fingers. You can't yeah, do this. You, you can't do that. Yeah, 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 there's so many different things you can't do. Now, the rosin bag is there to dry your hand, yeah. especially if it's raining or whatever the case may be. You clear Sweating spikes, you could do this. But, I mean, you know, Vaseline, uh, emery board, sandpaper, you know, the Phil Necro thing where or Joe Necro, and he's taking it and rips it, it falls right out of his pocket. I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> 87, I believe. Yeah. 87, 88. Yeah, he was on like the, Bra- was he on the Braves. He was on the Twins. Twins. twins That's the greatest twins. one. So Joe Necro is his brother. Uh, Phil Necro is a Hall of Fame knuckleball pitcher. Pitched for like yeah. 50 years. Yes, Necro no wasn't lie. as good, but he, he was good. Um, I, think, I think he threw a knuckle or two. Um, he did, yeah. Uh, he gets caught. So the umpires, and he they're talking. So he reaches his hands into his back pocket and kind of pulls his hands out like, what? Uh, who, me? There's nothing here. In doing that, he grabs the emery board and flicks it. And yeah. another umpire who's not even in the discussion yeah. has got his hands around his mouth and looks and is like, what is that? Yeah, and he goes, picks it picks up. Picks it up. And they're like, Joe, you got an emery board. And he, boom, done out of the game. I love that so stuff. I love that thing, stuff. The crazy thing is, so they protested the game. Yes, the the Yankees and uh, yes. Royals did. Uh, yes, yeah. they replayed it twenty five days later. Okay. Yes. Uh, Martin probably drunk and pissed had Ron Guidry in center field, a pitcher, folks. pitcher, which is Louisiana Lightning Ron in Guidry. center field. Yes, he had Manningly at second base. It's a left hander, which means I think he becomes the first player to play second base. Nineteen seventy. Seventy. Sam McDowell, yes. Yes, pitcher, correct. who is alternating back and forth. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You don't put it. I, I think that's the one place I've never played on the baseball field because I'm yeah. left-handed. And oh, uh, you can't yeah. do it. You're one of those. I was never a second baseman ever. You can't be a catcher too. There's only I was been like never, two or three in yeah, the leagues. I was never really a catcher. Either. Then he's Stefanzo for the Pirates, and there was yeah. a White Sox catcher who was left-handed. Really? Yeah. It's, it's just something about it because yeah. it's like. And you, even then, by the way, they well, like the caught is, a couple games. The thing is, you can't. You're yeah. throwing left-handed. I think it was Biggio left-handed. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You know who's left-handed? 
Bryce Harper. That's why they no. moved. He was a catcher. They moved him out. Obviously, yeah, yeah. you don't want to prolong his career anyway. But still, yeah. that being said, um, twenty five days later, Manley's playing second base. Um, they had uh, from the Jim Jerry Humphrey was in center field for the Yankees. wasn't even on the Yankees. He traded yes. the Astros. Yeah, there was a couple of guys who were traded that traded. weren't even on the team anymore. Yeah, George Brett doesn't go. So they have yeah. to. He didn't even go to the game. The, the Royals have to fly to New York in front mm-hmm. of like ten thousand, uh, yeah. maybe a hundred people. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. Empty stadium and play an inning. Yes, you have to play an inning, inning. of baseball. Correct. Uh, they, and yeah, Brett was uh, reportedly in an airport playing hearts, playing hearts with like people who worked at the airport. <laughs> I was like, "What in the world?" Uh, you know who was on second base uh, as a oh, as a runner the, as a royal? I do not. When know. Brett Homer? When Brett Homer was it? Frank White? No, close. Uh, he has t- a two letter first name. Oh my gosh! Uh, and the last name of a president. Really, the I don't first know. president. Oh, uh, UL Washington. UL Washington. UL Washington <laughs> yes. was. UL Washington. That's why Tom base. and I are friends, folks. Yes. Uh-huh. None of us looked it up. <laughs> yeah, UL Washington. So basically, uh, like I said, uh, the Yankees wound up losing the game. Yeah. Um, and Manley, just for that inning, yeah, was counted as an as a game yep. and lost his twenty five game hitting streak. Hitting streak. Billy Martin didn't give a yeah, damn. He didn't care about. No, he didn't care about. Anything, anything. And in future episodes, you know, yeah, we talk we'll, about we'll talk top about five something. Billy Martin's on uh, uh, <laughs> top five managers of all time, or just just general characters of the game. We might not have to look further than the Yankee, just Yankees, Yankees. That's yeah, it. We could do just the greatest you know. Yankee crazies of all time. Uh, that is uh, that is a great number two. We got number one. Got some honorable mentions. We're gonna take a quick break here on the Napsack Files, and Tom and I are gonna talk uh, baseball during the break and uh, baseball on the other side of this. This has been a lot of fun. More to come here on Life Ranked. On the Knapsack Files podcast feed. We're back here on Life Ranked on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. This is a Life Ranked show, but this is clearly... Going to lead to something else because this has been some of the most fun I've had in a long time. Talking my version of baseball memories with someone who gets it. This is Life Rank with Tom Dagnino. I hope you're watching his show, Little Bobby and the Juice, on YouTube. A lot of fun. And, uh, you know, uh, Tom, you're a, you're a controversial figure in a lot of circles, but I think mm-hmm. hogwash to that. You just, uh, you just see a certain plane of existence that others sometimes don't. And I love being it on on it with you. I I, I appreciate that. I, I really firmly believe that. Yeah. I speak the truth, man. You know, I, I exaggerate here and there, but I just, you know, I do things to make other people's lives better. And you do. I try to make I try to make their lives better and try to make them see things in, yeah. in, in a different way. And you know, maybe you know, try to try to you know lead every once in a while rather than follow. <laughs> it's like, follow. and that's what I think Bobby and Juice does. It's like gives you a little aspect on life, and you know. Before we get into number one here, yeah, it's real interesting stuff. It's like you know, some people come up to me like, "Hey, man, I really appreciate you know you, you said this about approaching how to approach a woman and talk to her." I was uh, the guy would be like, the guy was like, "I never really know how to talk to women. Now I just use your approach, and now I got a girlfriend and this and that." Yeah, and he yeah. goes, "I really thank you for You're that." Spreading love in the world. Yeah, and I was like, "I appreciate that, man." It's, you know, You're the best, man. There's there's more there's 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 purified morsels that go out there, and you know, some of the stuff I say is nonsense. Sometimes it's long winded, <laughs> but in there there is. What you're looking for, if you're no. going to listen to what I have to say. Absolutely. And, and we are saying a lot about baseball. We are going over uh, the greatest 
moments, the all-time greatest moments in Major League Baseball history. It's a definitive list. You can't argue it. We are giving you the list, and, mm-hmm. and we got uh, number five was Eddie Goodell, uh, the little person batting in 1951 for the St. Mm-hmm. Louis Browns. Number four, Doc Ellis, pitcher for the Pirates, throwing a no-hitter on LSD in 1970 against the Padres. Number three, Bobby V, the manager of the Mets, getting tossed out on the 12th inning, returns to the dugout in the 13th <laughs> in a disguise. It's <laughs> When you best. say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Number two, the greatest outburst in the history of Major League Baseball, George Brett, the Without pine tar incident. Without One of question. the things we didn't talk about is Gaylord Perry, the pitcher of the Royals at the time, who mm-hmm. was a famous uh, doctor of the yeah, ball, spitballer, everything, steals the bat and runs back to the dugout, Yes, grabs it from McClellan and the other umpires, and McClellan goes chasing him into the clubhouse. It, it was it, full shenanigans. Did you ever hear the story, the story of Joey Bell, the Indians, Albert Bell, uh-huh. excuse me, I still remember his 89 Donruss, Joey Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Albert Bell, big uh, big masher. Um, uh, rumors his bat was doctored and maybe more, but yeah. the bat gets, uh, they go to investigate it and it gets put in an umpire's, uh, the umpire's locker room. And in India, I can't forget what player the Indians goes for, goes into the Omar, air, Omar Pasquale, yeah, goes, goes into the, uh, the air, air ducts. The air ducts. And they do like a mm-hmm. Mission Impossible espionage to switch. They switch bats. Yep. Like t- uh, Indiana Jones and the Raiders Lost of Art. Lost oh, Art. I have a episode yep. of Bobby and Juice coming up where Bobby sells cork bats on the internet. Oh, that's the best. And the FBI, <laughs> the FBI that's gets the involved. That's <laughs> the best. See, it's, See, it's just good I, stuff. I apologize to you, sir. <laughs> you, oh, I want to publicly apologize. You, um... You you gave me a script uh, uh, shortly after I got uh, laid off and told I I'm not worth employment uh, by two companies <laughs> on the same day, and uh, you were like, "Hey man, I can't offer much, but how about you want to do a voice of my show?" And I read the script and I was afraid of it. Yeah, I was afraid that I'd never work again. I apologize to you, sir, because uh, you might have something great going. And if you ever have Thanks. me back, yes, uh, oh, I'll, totally. I'll, I'll love hey, you it's it's uh, you know you uh, got the best voice, little Bobby and the Juice on YouTube. But let's talk Major League Baseball before we get to number one. We always like to run through on this show and and, and the sister show to this Star Wars ranked on Four Center. Uh, some other uh, moments that maybe didn't make the list of the mm-hmm. greatest all time sure. moments, uh, or I, sh- I guess I should say the all time greatest moments in Major League Baseball sure. history. Uh, what are some of your uh, honorable mentions? I have a couple. I uh, you know, Roger Clemens throwing the bat at Piazza in the 2000 World Series. That like, is like what he's throwing a full like that. That's a, that is bad shit. It's 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 a weapon. It was a shot. That, hits, that yeah. hits Piazza and bounces up. You know how bats bounce. Yeah, that thing bounces up and punctures his his yeah. appendix or his lung or he's, his kidney. I mean, it, it's not even. Man. It wasn't out of the realm of possibility. Uh, because so yeah, Clemens that, was such a steroided crazy he, person. Um, he I mean, would occasionally work out. Uh, I think towards the end of his playing days or even just right after, he'd work out at a 24-hour fitness on Ventura Boulevard that mm-hmm. my roommate, you know, my yeah, old yeah. roommate at the time, Santini, Ugh. would go and uh, he would be there. And he said Clemens would do, he'd do like arm curls of like sure. 50s and he'd throw them, mm-hmm. not leave them on the ground scattered, that's bad enough. He'd throw them and just walk out. Yeah. He was insane. He was, uh, my buddy's like, hey, hey, Roger. He's like, it's Rocket. And he's like, hey, you know, Mr. Clement, he's like, it's Rocket. You call me Rocket or you know, that's it? And the guy was like, all right, dude, fucking yeah. relax. And I loved him. I, I got no, it. No, but he was one of the best pitchers of all time. All His time. split I've... finger. But, I mean, he wasn't on the juice in 86, 87. No, no. But then when, you know, Boston let him go and he went to Toronto and won like 13 yeah. Cy Youngs in a row. Yeah. But you saw the guy. He just turned like bloated and bigger and like you know what he was doing. Yeah. I mean, and you know what? Whatever. Uh, everybody, yeah, we, we could do a conversation about yeah. that. I, I don't condone it. I get it. I consider it uh, uh, unfair advantaging, maybe more than even true. The word cheating. I just don't care as much. Same here. I, I mean, it made it, look. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Like Barry Bonds was putting the ball into yeah. stratosphere. Yeah. It, but it, look, I've always said this. 
all sports were doped up. They, everybody was, everybody was doped up. Like all Lance Armstrong was doped up, but so was every other cyclist. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying. The exactly. People, but the way I looked at it, you were just the best at being doped up. Yeah, and, and it doesn't mean that it wasn't clean players. I, I, there I, was some, like but said, very a, rarely. I don't condone it. I don't know how do you address it to children. Yes. Uh, that's why I don't I don't sit there and go, yeah, steroids were a good thing. I just, I'm telling you, and it's serious, because I came up in the pro wrestling world for a little mm-hmm. bit, dabbled it all the time. I, I didn't do steroids or HGH. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd be in locker rooms with just guys casually going, oh, you on your cycle? What, yeah. what week oh, are you yeah. cycle? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, can I get this there? And you get the Russian D-ball from yeah. It or was the winstrel just, or whatever. They're like, yeah, I'm cycling yeah. up, and then I'm going to cut down with winstrel and like yeah. all these other it's, things. It's commonplace. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I was again, in high school. I, the track and field team were all it's on a fucking weird, steroids. It's a I'm weird like, you're 18 spot. 18 years old doing and, steroids? And watch the documentary Bigger, Stronger, Faster. Yeah. Um, it, 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 I don't know if this is going to change your opinion if you're very anti-drugs. Um, uh, I am. Like, I, I, I haven't done LSD, cocaine. I haven't even smoked a joint. I, my drug of choice is whiskey it, sure. occasionally. I didn't even start that until sure. late in life. I'm a very clean living person uh, other than the donuts. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, when I turn on my TV, I don't care. No. Hit a ball far. That's it. That's all that matters. And like I said, you know, if you, I've, I've known people who have done steroids. I mean, you could be like Lyle Alzado, who's, you know, rest yeah. in peace, but he's putting like 30,000 steroids in his body. Yeah. Or you could just go on like a, you know, a full cycle and, and, be, and be good about it. And it's human growth hormone and yeah. uh, it'll become commonplace in 20 years anyway. You know, yeah. it doesn't really help you recover technically to per se, mm. but- you, you only do it when you're healthy. Yeah. Don't do it to recover and all these other, that's Mid-tear, bullshit. Yeah. Those are bullshit stories. But all but anyway. that to say, leads to this yes. great moment. It's an honorable mention. Correct. Clemens throws, because he and Piazza had heat. He had hit Piazza in the head early yes. in the season. Correct. They go to he, the, he like the, fucking the whole stadium was filling, was it, filled with tension. Everybody knew it was going to happen, but he threw a bat and, and McCarver and, and Buck are like, what, what in the world is going I on? I mean, Joe Buck actually get woke up for like five minutes. True, but he didn't get thrown out of the game. You're throwing a a, a, a weapon, a, a, yeah. a weapon at somebody. It might as well have been a knife. Piazza's bat breaks, and for what? I mean, fate, the force, the biggest part of the bat, the big biggest shard. And I've never seen a bat break like that. No, uh, very rarely. Yeah, uh, goes right to right to Clemens, and he yes. picks it up and throws it at him. It was the craziest thing I've Get ever out seen. Of here. So that is an honorable mention there. Correct. Uh, I got some here. Uh, I think we both enjoy this moment. May 26, 1993, in a game against Cleveland. Carlos Martinez hits a fly ball to the outfield. And Jose Canseco goes back to field the ball. Yep. The ball hits his head, bounces off for a home run. Uh, and that like, was like pretty much the end of Canseco's wh- career. Where were you when you saw the yeah. Canseco home run ball? <laughs> the home I, run I bonk. met Jose Canseco once in 19, like 88 or something like that. He oh, was at 40, a, he was 40, at this, 40 he was at this, uh, three little bears hobby shop in Jersey. I'm like, how the fuck did you get Canseco to come here? It's Madonna. There? Yeah, I think it was, I think he was, uh, it was, he was on the, he was playing against the Yankees or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, I had him sign uh, the rated rookie card. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great 86 card. 80, 86 dumber. Beautiful card. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he was just, you could tell he was just, he was just a pompous, he, he, was, a he was so, pompous. He was so big, pompous doofus. His wife, Esther Canseco, at the yeah. time was uh-huh. in a red leather dress it's in the 88 World Series. Yeah. 80, it's yeah, 88 unbelievable World stuff. Excuse me, 89 during the earthquake strike, uh, oh, the earthquake uh, stoppage. Uh, that's, but yeah, that's but it went off his head. It was great. Yeah. Another one of mine is, uh, you know, Dale Barrett and Bobby Meacham in 80, 85, I think it was, the Yankees. Uh, are, uh, Ricky Henderson hit the ball. Ricky. Uh, Ricky to, hit the ball To, far. like, left center, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Meacham misjudged it, slipped. Dale Barra was not caring. He, yep. Either A, he thought it was going to fall or didn't care. Dale Barra, son of legend Yogi Barra. And that's the only reason why I think he was on the team. And not a distinguished it, it, Because uh, Barra and Billy Martin are friends. Yeah. And I think back in those days, it's like, 
or not even back, you know, when you're yep. younger, say you own a deli and your yep. buddy owns a deli, be like, oh man, look, Ken, can you, can you give Tommy Jr. a job here? He, he he's nothing. He, just he's give nothing. him a, just, just let him in. He'll slice your meat. Yeah. For yeah. You. Slice your meat. He'll clean up in the back. He just needs a job. He needs to get off the streets. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Dale Barrett was that guy. Yes. Billy Martin's like, all right, Dale. Third I'll put, base. I'll put you on the team. Pirates. You know? right. Yankees. Yeah, I'll put so you on Meacham, the team. So Meacham, who's a shortstop, yes, uh, a middle infielder, yes. uh, the jeter of his time, yes. not so much. Not so much. Um, he couldn't hit for anything. He and Barra are racing towards Carlton Fisk at home plate, right? Yes. Brayton, uh, yep. Is it Fisk or is it Joel no, Skinner? No, 100% Fisk. Fisk? Okay. Yep. 100% Fisk. And the third base coach was Gene Gene Stick Michael, who, who uh, oh, yeah. later became the GM, GM yeah. of uh, the Manager architect of point, uh, yeah. that. He was. You know, the core four in them guys. Yeah. So, uh, you know, G- uh, Jeter, Pettit, Posada, and the other guy, Bernie Williams. Um, the way I look at it, you know, it might have been the biggest boneheaded play of running the bases of all time. Uh, one of them, yeah. Other than what's his name from San Francisco, who was also a Yankee at one point. I think his last name was Rivera or something like that. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see this? Ruben Rivera? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. The Ruben Rivera. Yeah. The base running thing he did in San Francisco was the do? worst. I can't recall He that like one. went past second, went oh, back yeah. to second, yeah. missed second, went back to second, yeah. then was thrown out at third. And the guy was like, <laughs> That was possibly the worst <laughs> base running running? of all time. Google it. Yeah. It, it. It's on YouTube. You watch it. Yeah. The, you, the guy looks like, he looks like he's going to run down with himself, <laughs> like which is, un- run yeah, it was unbelievable. It's like me on video yeah. games where I press the wrong button, my player yes. starts running. And then and they, they like, go, no! yeah, and they go different ways. No! Exactly. But needless to say, Dale Barra <laughs> and Bobby Mission were both thrown at the plate simultaneously okay. within seconds, within yep. probably, and Carlton Fisk was waiting for another one. Maybe yeah, Ricky yeah. was going to come around. Yeah, Ricky. Yeah. So, uh, but the crazy part about it, Fisk had the ball in his hand and his glove in the other one. Yeah. If you look, he didn't touch him with the ball. He touched him with the glove. The glove? Yeah. So oh, technically so they're safe, but yeah, the, yeah. the umpire is probably like, losers. What you, what you yeah. Out and out. Get Yogi's, out of here. Yogi's kid. Go yes. to the bench. And then later on, uh, Barra got, I think it was later on that night or a couple of days later, uh, Dale Barrow was charged with like public urination. Yeah, yeah. he had some issues. Yeah, he was also street. part of that mid eighties cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there was, a lot, there was yep. a lot of things with Dale going on. Yeah, but other mid eighties baseball. Was so it was more than just them getting thrown at home plate. It was just it was indicative of the Yankees' time. How much an yeah. idiot Dale Barrow was. <laughs> and then the last one before we get into the real thing. Was, okay, okay. Uh, I don't know if you know the guys. A guy named John Rocker, uh, crazy racist rocker. Wowzers! I mean, he yeah. was like. I, what he was saying about the seven trains sitting yes. next to AIDS victim. I was like, wow, dude, it was yeah. crazy. And he was a great reliever at that time. And after that, his yeah. career was basically over. Done, done. Yeah. Even in Atlanta, they're like, dude, yeah, yeah. he's just bad. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he was, this, yeah. he was suspended, I think for like a couple of months. Yeah. Uh, and I went to uh, he, the Brave, it was like the first Brave game. Yeah. After he was reinstated at Shea Stadium. Yes. They, security was so thick. Like, I think they had two barrels full of batteries that were going <laughs> to get hauled at this guy. guy. They're like, if they were just saying, if like anybody does this, anybody yeah. does that. When he got up in the bullpen, yeah, and they oh, were winning, dangerous. Yeah, it was pandemonium. Oh, no. It was so bad. Oh, uh, batteries were flying still. Yes, they probably just jocking, jocking batteries away. Yeah, I'm sure some of the, be. I'm sure some of the cops he, were like turning the balls back. were. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, of course, balls hey. were getting thrown. It was, yeah. it was the, the craziest. 
thing I've ever witnessed at a oh, baseball yeah. game. And I was in, and we sat on the third base side on purpose to get to, to see just it. to see him run in because the bullpen was, was he used the to visitors play with bullpen. The, he, oh, he was great, boy. but he's one of those kind of all the negative stereotypes of, of athletes that might be out there. He Rocker represented oh, a lot of it. Oh, all of it. A lot all of, of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. He was something else. Long going fitting. Feud. He was in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. A long, uh, long running feud with uh, one of the great, I think, modern baseball writers, sports writers, uh, Jeff Perlman. Yeah. You ever read Perlman's book, The Bad Guys Won, uh, which is the yeah, story the, the Mets. 86 Mets. Yeah. Great book. book. I have it in my car. Yeah. Favre. Uh, it's got one I, I got to get a hold of now about the USFL, which also it goes into Trump and how oh. he ruined the USFL. <laughs> It's, it's, it's interesting stuff. Um, so that's your list. I got a couple yes. of mine here before we get to the big mm-hmm. one. These are the greatest, uh, the all-time greatest moments in baseball. Any Rick Dempsey rain delay performance. Oh Dempsey was his catcher, but he had a substitute teacher math uh, mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, played baseball for 24 years yeah. in the major leagues. Finished yeah, the Earl the Weaver, Earl Weaver yeah. uh, Orioles. Started with the Yankees, mm-hmm. goes to the Weaver Orioles, wins the World Series. I think he was the World Series MVP in 1983. Yes, he was. Uh, then uh, wins the title again with the Dodgers, mm-hmm. uh, backing up so Played one year with the Indians, uh, finished up, uh, uh, did finish, go back to the, the Orioles uh, at one point, finished up his career in like 92, 93. He loved rain delays. Dempsey was a character. The game has characters. And anytime there was a rain delay, he'd stuff his jersey, sometimes just go out in his underpants. Yes. And stuff his jersey, looked like he had a big beard, and he'd just run around the bases like an old clown uh-huh. and slide into home as, uh, on the tarp yep. that was covering the field during rain delays. Those are some of my best memories. Just a, and it was always on This Week in Baseball. Yeah, and we'll do Mel a Allen. we'll do a character edition. We'll talk about Steve Lyon pulling down his pants. Another great moment. Oh yeah, uh, another great all time greatest baseball moment. Daryl Strawberry and Keith Hernandez getting in a fight in spring training. Yeah, March third, nineteen eighty nine. They had a rough team summer. photo day. They had a rough summer. <laughs> the team I, photo day. Daryl was just he was upset at his contract. Yes, correct. Uh, Keith Hernandez and, and, and Gary Carter were overpaid. Yep, uh, they were at the twilight of their career at this yes, point. Yes, correct. Uh, and again, it went off, and Keats not one to, to sit back and he's going to smoke a cigarette in the dugout. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what he's going to. He's going to tell Daryl. I think he told. I think he told Daryl grow up or something like that. He did because so they had this. No, Hernandez was seventeen, mm-hmm. Strawberry number eighteen. Correct. So the photographer, the people putting together, go, we need you to sit together. Yes, because we're going to go in suspension yeah. order there. And Strawberry's like, I'm not sitting next to this overplayed bomb. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Hernandez goes, grow up, you you yeah. you, you child uh-huh. and uh, you baby, uh, and a fight ensues. Yes. Uh, you know, they don't make amazing. a lot of contact, but you got. Bobby Ojeda, the late yeah. great Bobby Ojeda. You had uh-huh. Terry Leach. No, no, Bobby Ojeda's still alive. Is Ojeda still alive? Yeah. I think that he, you know, he survived no, that accident. Two other guys. Yeah, Terry Crews and the other and guy. Steve Olin. Steve Olin, yes. That's right. Ojeda mm-hmm. did survive. Uh, sorry, Bobby. Uh, Terry Leach, and then you got Carter. Everyone holding back these Dwight Goodens uh, there. Yeah, Doc Gooden. Yep. Uh, uh, it was everybody. It, it was, was the first Dykstra moment. Dykstra and yeah, Wally uh, Backman, Wally probably Backman, there. Mookie Wilson. All Howard Johnson was Howard there. Johnson, Davey Johnson. Kevin Elster. Kevin Elster, good-looking man. Uh, David Johnson, not a good-looking man. No. Yelling at the press, uh, put this in the papers. Yep. Why don't you put this picture in the papers? Um, <laughs> it was uh, amazing stuff. It was the first time as a young baseball fan I didn't. I realized that they all don't get along. No. That oh, it's like no, any job you have. Yeah. You might, there's 12 guys you like and six you hate. Yeah, you, you deal know? with them, but that's it. Yeah. You know? That's that's you, pretty you, much the way it went. A couple other moments. Al Raboski, I think it's the late 80s. Yeah, uh, Al, the mad Hungarian. Mad Hungarian pitcher for Cardinals, Braves. Um, it was a closer and again, that definition of what a closer has changed over the years. But he's a relief guy, uh, and he was kind of crazy. And and the umpire Bob Engel, uh, you know, pitcher, he asked uh, Herbosky asked for a new ball, so he tosses it back to the umpire. But before he can toss it back to the umpire, the umpire Bob Engel flings a ball back at him, like uh-huh. 
they're so this standoff ensues. And at one point, Roboski he wants another ball, and he rolls it on the ground uh-huh. slowly. And Ingle throws another one yeah. out there, and it's a great standoff. I was scared of him. He, he was because he, he never knew where the ball was going to go with the guy. Yeah. And he was left hand pitcher. That's the thing. Back in those days, those umpires like. They were tough guys too. Like you don't, oh, don't hey, fuck you, with them. You don't mess with Harry Wendelstead. No, when Wendelstead no, tells those you those guys are big, strong I was, guys. I was rewatching the Kirk Gibson '88 World Series moment mm-hmm. uh, on another list that probably rank high, yeah. not our list. Um, it's uh, close. It's, it's number. Close. It's number two on my list on the all-time baseball list. Yeah, um, I think everybody knows. I mean, number one. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we yeah. know. We know what the this is the real list. Yes. but uh, on some other correct phantom list. Yeah, phantom list. Um, uh, Mike Davis still second base mm-hmm. and Gibson had come across the plate and Ron Hassey gets up to throw and he kind of clips Gibson. It and could have been interference. It could have been, been, like been the Piazza thing. Yes. Tommy Lasorda comes back, argues and then wears yeah. a mustache. Hassey goes to complain and, and, and Harry Wendelstead's just like, not today. Nope, not today. Not today. Well, he said he had the base stolen. Yep. He's like, base was stolen. Base easy. was stolen. Yeah. Get back. Get, get back. back. Crouch that's back the way down. it pretty much went. And guess what, Ron Hassey did? Yeah. Crouch back. My final, and this is what I knew the show would be, my final uh, honorable mention for the all-time greatest baseball moment, 1970 All-Star Game, Riverfront Stadium. Oh. Pete Rose, the disgraced <laughs> Pete Rose, round second base, looking to win the game. Ray Fossey, who eventually would go on to be a great color man for the Oakland A's radio broadcast. He was yeah. a catcher for the Cleveland Indians. Stands in Rose's way. Rose knocks him down breaks his collar blo- collarbone, which Fossey didn't know about for a year or yes, so. Yes, correct. Uh, the injury lingered that long, kind of essentially ruined his promising all-star career yeah, he as was a done. catcher. He was done. Never He played with the, ended he up with the A's. Superman right into him. Just. Like, he left his feet and just crushed oh. his life and was, like, getting high fives for it. Yes. Like, oh, the it game was a, was a different... Different game. different game back then. Now it's the Buster Posey rules. Like, yeah. you don't even really know what to do anymore, and I get it. Yeah. But... It, nobody really, I mean, yes, Fosse was injured and bad, cool. but nobody else really got Career injured. Ruined. Yeah, nobody else yeah. really got that crazy. But now these yeah. guys are so big. They're coming. It, in, it's, this, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, the speed of the game has changed. The yeah. size, uh, the, the, the ability to just uh, naturally get bigger and fitter. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are more boog pow. Used to eat some barbecue and play first base from the Orioles and yeah. was a big player. And they would drink. And Ted Kluziski for the Reds and the White <clears throat> Sox would roll up his sleeves and, and he looked like a bodybuilder. He was probably a buck 80. Yeah. Uh, you know, the game's changed, so I understand. I don't want people losing their uh, you know, well-being yeah. over it. So sure. I, don't, I don't look at this and say this is how it but should be. But a collision be. at the plate was... you always be like there's gonna be a collision here and this is the all-star Especially the game. third base it was the all-star game. all-star game nowadays it's a glorified it's supposed to be an exhibition mtv rock and jock oh yeah of course you know pretty much and, what it is now and uh pete rose came to play charlie hustle he I, always came to play i got some opinions of charlie hustle negative and positive i, I think he I just, did what he did and I signed just, an agreement with a bartlett giamatti yeah. I, I can't you, you got to do it but it I was, loved. It I loved watching him play. I best. really did. He was. So that's. Uh, he was theatrics. That's and, you know, uh, yeah. His, his, yeah. 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 Was Marge shot. Marge shot. That's another I great mean, moment. Is Marge like shot. openly like, openly liked Hitler. <laughs> like openly would be like yeah. You know it wasn't that bad. Like stuff like that. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes, drinking in drinking. the front row, and another like, one. Yeah. One of the first you know kind of like owners. Yeah. That actually was like I'm calling the shots here. Marge shot. Marge shot. Shots. 
Female, uh, yeah. one, of the, uh, one of the only female owners in the history of baseball. Like openly spewing rape, racial epithets, like at the she, at the stadium. She looked like a character from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, for sure. For and, sure. and her dog, her big dog, Shotzi, who would go yeah. take shits on the field. Yeah, I mean, And the Reds just, players for the time would be like. She couldn't do anything. She had a big, yeah, big yeah, Red machine. Big red they were winning championships. So that's some of our honorable mentions. Yeah. This now, we've worked our way up to number one on the list, yeah. the definitive <laughs> list. Tom Dagnino's The All-Time Greatest Moments in the History yep. of Major League Baseball. Tom, what do you have? Look, the '70s were big for all kinds of different of all kinds of different music. Yeah, you know? and yeah. you know, in Comiskey Park in Chicago, mm-hmm. it was it's a blue collar city. You know, mm-hmm. um, clearly, yeah, they didn't like disco, yeah. and this is a testament of what, how much they didn't like disco. Yeah, pretty amazing stuff here, and this is called uh, the Disco Is Dead <laughs> Party. I had a doubleheader as well. Doubleheader. In Comiskey Park. In Comiskey Owner Park. of the team, yeah. Bill Veck. Yeah. Yeah. Of uh, Midget uh, getting a- to a- bat Eddie Goodell. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. basically, this this uh, radio DJ, Doll something. I forget his last name. Uh, I mean, I forget his first name. It was Doll, D-A-H-L. Yes, Steve, uh, I think it's Steve Doll. Yeah, Steve Doll. Steve Doll. Big uh, radio Chicago personality. Chicago shock jock, yep. Mm-hmm. An anti-disco campaigner. A big time. Like, big time. Uh, so they the- were they were only averaging like 7,000 people at a game, which is right. only, almost like basically, uh, Tampa Bay does that. Like, you right, know, right. whatever. It's, it's a ghost town. Chicago was terrible back then. I mean, these guys were dressed in shorts and like collared shirts. Like, it oh was yeah, really interesting play. uniforms. It was uh, they were in they were in disarray. Yeah, you know, nobody was coming to the games. It, it was what it was. You yeah. know, uh, I mean, they're sliding on dirt. Like, what do you? Oh, you have yeah. shorts on. Yeah, like what are you doing? It's I mean, it's why it's silly yeah. that they when uh, so, women play softball and they make right. them wear shorts. So put they on, had this the great pants. idea. It's, yeah. Uh, to Bert, you know, Disco his, is Dead Night. Disco's Dead. Uh, Bill Veck's son, Mike Veck, is the promotions director for yes. White Sox. <laughs> so they're like, this. somebody said this is a good idea. <laughs> so I think they wound up getting, instead of like the, you know, it started going it started going viral technically, but uh, I, I don't know what uh, viral means, like listening to radio and say, everybody get down to Comiskey Park. Right, they're right. bringing disco albums, bringing disco, and I think you got him free with a disco album or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Or, or, or discounted price, or something, something along yeah, those yeah. lines. Yeah, you know, it's like the, it's like another one we were talking about that just missed the list—the ten dollar beer night in Cleveland in '74. Right, right. Uh, I mean, a ten cent yeah. beer night. Ten cent beer night where they had, had yeah. to call it. The just game. missed. It just yeah. missed. Yeah. yeah, I at least had to mention that. I mean, yeah. it was like orgies going on. Oh, in the yeah, sta- they're, they're, they're people, the people. The beer was only beer. sixty-five cents at the time, anyway. So ten cents—it's not really that much of a discount. You do a ten ten cent beer night in a in a, in a stadium now. Yeah, they're going to need they would need so much security in the in a Dodger go, Stadium. Go, Chavez Ravine over there, teams. everybody would be dead. Yeah, yeah, SWAT teams would turn yeah. into some kind That's of war. That's exactly. They, they need tanks. Turf war. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So um, they were like, okay, you get in the thing, you, you have an album. Yeah. They play the first game. Tech, I think it was Texas 1. Yeah. Uh, and then they were playing Texas at the time. So during the intermission, which usually lasted like an hour or two, or an hour and a half, something like that. You know, right. Tigers. Every, yeah. Tigers. Playing Tigers. Oh, Tigers. That's what it was. Um, and Detroit. I mean, get to Detroit Rock, man. Oh, I of mean, course. The same thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I think Detroit won the first game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Then um, they had this big giant barrel out in center field, and they, they there's a bulldozer there. There's like a yeah. lot of stuff, a lot going, of stuff on. going on on a, on a, on a, field, on you a field, field you need to play it on a field you need to play another game on in yeah. like under an hour. Yeah, the explosion goes off. I, I don't know. There must have been a ton of M80s. I mean, it was a yeah. a legitimate explosion. Yeah, there might have been a stick of dynamite in there or something. Yeah, something. Uh, the whole thing blows up. up. Every 
uh, records are everywhere. People were flicking records in the thing. Yeah. I mean, you get hit with, hit with a record in a jugular. It's like Clemens throwing a bat at yeah, you. Yeah, these people have no utter disregard for like human health at this point. So, uh, yeah. Doll is running around in an army helmet looking like Patton or Stalin. Yeah. You know, and, and like saying, this is over. And then he's like, look at that, look at that. It's burning. It's, everything's going to flames. This goes dead. And people are like going crazy. Crazy. Now everybody's drinking. If you give people a, a, a reason to riot, they're going to take it. Of course. Next thing you know, there's like 45,000 people <laughs> on the field. Because there was one person did it, and another person did it, and another person, another person did it, person, and then there was no security. Yeah. So boom, everybody's on the field blowing stuff up. They're it, uh, they're, <laughs> they're they're jumping on the uh, they're they're sliding down the foul poles. Yeah. Bill Beck comes out. He's like, "Hey, we all right? Please stop. Please, we've got to stop this. Nobody's. It's getting worse. Yeah. People were saying like the girls were running around naked. It was just a complete complete lunacy. Yeah. So uh, it, I mean. And then there's a they they also had like a, a scoreboard that like right blew, like that a blew bl- up right? it was called an explosive scoreboard yeah because even if like I think the White Sox hit a home run it would yeah right it was, yeah, but, it was but, explosives yeah. yeah so they probably used the, those explosives to like <laughs> blow up the the disco records yeah but I mean yeah. how can you sit back boom and not and and think that you're gonna get seventy thousand or sixty thousand people who hate disco yeah off the field to play another game right in like less than an hour. Clearly, it didn't work You're not out. Gonna do it. it didn't work out. They're like tonight's game. Do the double canceled. is canceled. Uh, police and riot gear have I mean, to come out. They, they did, mm. and it was just complete, complete lunacy. Um, yeah. And you don't really see that anymore. Like you don't really see yeah. the guys like back in the days when people would run on the on the on the field naked. They would show it. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. They, they would blur they, it out, but it would be like on we, this week in baseball and whatever. And Morgana with <laughs> the girl with Warner the big tits used sell. to run out. Oh, Morgana, yeah. the kissing bandit, yeah. kissing like, Cal Ripken Jr. Yes, exactly. Play. And she used to come on there all the time. Now, if you go on the field, you're dead. Oh, yeah. especially with this climate. Like, yeah, you, don't, you, you can't never know what people can't. are doing anymore. Yeah, I remember. I think uh, one of the most uh, heroic moments in baseball is Rick Monday uh, yeah. taking the flag away from the yeah, guy the guy who's going to burn the flag. Of course, he was a Cub. He did it at Dodger Stadium. and eventually would join the Dodgers. Of course, at his great Dodger radio announcement. You can mm-hmm. hear him slur his words by the sixth inning. It's yeah, great. of course, he's a great guy. Um, but yeah, that's the number one thing. Like, how can you sit back and think that's a good idea? If you're a Vec family yeah. member. And they're can. probably like, Vic, we're going to burn all the disco albums. And he's like, you know what? That's a fucking great oh, idea. Oh, people hate disco. This would be great. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. They did. Well, Especially nice, down there. Or, or, or Orderly, uh, uh, calm destruction of disco records yeah. on a cheap beer night. One of the players, oh my God. <laughs> one of the players was like, uh, it was, uh, I forget what, I think it was Ron LaFleur or something. Yeah. He was like, I was, I was in a disco last night, hanging around with chicks. He's like, I don't see anything wrong with it. You know, he was like, I don't care what they were doing. He was like, I was in a dugout playing cards and waiting for the game to start. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he, and they, I think they asked him, they, cause they were interviewing him. They're like, when did you know the game wasn't going to start? He goes, well, once that, once a, once a the bulldozer came out and he's like, yeah, we're not going to get that off there. I mean, wow. And that, you know, the thing about Bill Vec and, yeah. you know, obviously he had two things on here. We could probably dig deep and find more. Yeah. Was he was an independent owner. He wasn't like yeah. a self-made millionaire, nothing like that. I mean, he was self-made millionaire, so, but, yeah, yeah, but he but comes in. He yeah. just was an independent guy. He all, yeah. you know what he also was responsible for? Yeah. He went to, he went to Wrigley Field. He was like, something's missing here. He's like, you know what? Let's just throw Ivy on the wall over there. Yeah. He put Ivy on the, he was the one responsible for the Ivy. Yeah. And then he went on to be like a, a promotional guy there. Sure enough, he, he bought the St. Louis Browns or whatever it was for like 10 yeah, grand. Yeah. Um, you know, or something crazy like that. I am reading, I, if there hasn't been a, 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 a movie or doc a or documentary about, about this, there needs to be. Maybe yeah. we need to do it, Tom. Yeah. Um, owner Bill Vec was concerned the promotion might become a disaster and checked himself out of the hospital yeah. <laughs> where he'd been gone under, undergoing tests. He yeah, wasn't he was even sick. there. 
the, his fears were substantiated when he saw <laughs> yeah. the people walking towards the ballpark that afternoon. Yeah, oh Many carry, uh, carrying signs. Uh, Rusty Staub, the great, late, great Rusty Yeah, he was on Detroit Staub. at the time. He was Detroit designated hitter, uh, uh, a famous red hair player, played for the Mets yeah. for a long time. Uh, fans began throwing the uncollected disco LPs and singles from the stands. This is in the first game. Yes. Staub remembered that the records would slice through the air and land sticking out of the ground. Yes. He urged his teammates to wear batting helmets when playing their mm-hmm. positions in the field. No, it was true. <laughs> I just, here's the quote I, from Stubb. It wasn't just one. It was many. Oh, God almighty, I've never seen anything so dangerous in I, my I, life. I, it's, I mean, and, and it, the game went on. <laughs> I mean, wowzers. Uh, I mean, so that's that's why it's number one. Uh, like, that could have been a full-scale It could have been a death. It could have been Altamont. It could have been. Yeah, I don't think they had any fatalities, but I think they arrested like 17 people for like indecent exposure, all kinds of stuff. Mike Vec. Mike Vec says uh, he recalled an odor of marijuana, you don't say, (laughs) in the grandstand instead of the attendees. This is the Woodstock they never had. Yeah, I mean, wowzers. uh, So that right there is just number one. It's just. Somebody should just build a movie around it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this guy, Doll, like I said, if you look up pictures of this, this guy yeah he's like marching around like he oh, is like yeah. it's bad like this was his time this yeah. was his day to shine yeah absolutely this was crazy uh that is uh july 12th 1979 i mean uh, that's not even long ago that's not man i was alive yeah <laughs> same here <laughs> People, are, I've, what in the world and and these are the things i grew up when you these be- things cannot happen anymore they cannot and, and look, I think that's okay. Uh, yeah. But when I grew up and, and, and started getting into baseball, I, I'd read these books. I, I read a 2,000-page book uh, about the history of the Yankee dynasty. I was in mm-hmm. seventh grade. And you'd hear these stories. And and I always talk about, uh, for me, every one of us have have a year. And you and I are, are, are within, uh, same yeah. age within a few mm-hmm. months here. Uh, I, what I call my year, your year of pop culture awakening. Mm-hmm. So for me, I say 1987. Everything 87 and after seems like present day history that I lived. Oh, sure. I remember when I sat there watching Kirk Gibson hit the home mm-hmm. run. I remember when Jess McClure, Jessica McClure fell in the little well yep. during the 87 World little Series. Little baby Jessica. Little baby Jessica. But everything prior, even 86, to me seems like history. 86 to me is when I, I woke up. Yes, like that's, my life yeah. woke up, and it might be like so. I was never so. I, it was euphoria. It was like was, I was on LSD. Like I've never <laughs> seen. I was never so happy in my whole entire life. And this is and what I mean. Till this day, I, it, it's yeah. still one of the top five moments in my whole entire life. Just waking up, just w- watching the Mets Wee. win the World Mets Series. win the World Series. Yes, and, correct. And see, that's interesting because I I remember watching the Mets win in '86. Mm-hmm. I remember John Tudor and the Cardinals in '85 sure. against the, the sure. Royals and Saberhagen, sure. who was 20 at the time. That's crazy. '84 um, was Detroit. '84 was Royals. I mean Orioles. But I don't, you know, I didn't act. I was like, it was something my dad was watching. Mm-hmm. It was 87 Twins Cardinals I yes. was watching. Sure. And so that's what I'm talking about. So in 1987, I would read books about baseball history and Disco Demolition mm-hmm. seemed like it was the 1920s. Yep. It was seven years prior, roughly. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's insane to me. It's it's lunacy how that happened yeah. and how quickly that happened. Yeah. I mean- you know, you got like the son of Sam in like 77 with the blackouts and, great. you know, Reggie yeah. Jackson vaporizing I mean, three homers and first great, pitches yeah, yeah. and just um, unbelievable stuff. And the black seats, Welsh, I mean, yeah. unbelievable stuff. Um, yeah. you know, with the way you see it, uh, you know, I didn't have any really car- baseball cards from like 84 and 85. Yeah. 
But 86 is when I turned fully Start collecting into like full baseball. I, my brother had 84, 83, and some yeah. 79 cards. I had some Ricky Anderson rookies. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. he was, you know, he was already done with baseball by the time I started liking it. Oh, you know? yeah, I remember. But he's like, here, take these cards. Yeah, you know, I remember whatever. Um, my friend, Sean Phillips, shout out if you're listening. He, he's, a, he's a great guy to get on this conversation. Sean and I used to test each other in sixth grade. We'd sit down at recess. This is also why I didn't talk to uh, women for a mm-hmm. long time. Um, he'd be like, all right, I'm thinking of an NFL quarterback, uh, number 12, uh, former play, played in the Lions, and I'd be like, Joe Ferguson, quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we would test each other on our knowledge. Um, um, uh, Sean, uh, we would... Uh, so like people do with the Schmodown now. <laughs> they do, and God bless them. God bless them. But we would... Uh, anyways, uh, we would just get into the history of these things. And, and we, oh, we were... Sean, oh, that's where I was going. Sean was the one... Who was like, dude? Have you seen the new tops? Mm-hmm. They got wood grain borders. It was oh, 87, eighty-seven tops. Yeah, and I remember the phone call. This was a phone call. Yeah, I used to wait because there was no nobody knew when they were coming out. Yeah, you just I would go check into the discount store every day until yeah. they came out. Until they came out, I go. Like, they're, I, they're here. JJ Newberry was at the store yeah, in JJ, town. Yeah, JJ Newberry. Yeah. I get a wax pack or a mm-hmm. cello pack. Uh, and Three cellos. Sean was on. My mom was like, Kenny. Uh, Sean's on the phone for you. Hey, Sean, what's up? Dude, have you seen them? Yeah. They got wood grain around hey, them. Yes. It was a beautiful card. Different time, different and era. They had the little, the, the little trophy for the Raider trophy rookies. Ra- uh, the, uh, I was like, all-star, oh. all-star no, but yeah, rookies. Yeah, they are also rookie. The top Don Russell's Raider rookie. And then oh, my gosh. Sets. I mean, we, I can go on all day long. We could do this. This has been a super long yeah. edition, and I think that's uh, with good reason, Tom. It's always fun to talk to you about anything, but talking about baseball has opened up a new oh, uh, new idea, new thoughts yeah. in my head. So, hey, if you're listening out there and, and you like uh, what you heard on any uh, level here, uh, I do encourage you to uh, let, let us know so maybe we'll do more of this uh, kind of talk and put it on our uh, – uh, you know, Saturday nights here, the Knapsack Files, we go uh, with some uh, um, uh, different shows, uh, different kind of things other than the main interviews. But this is a very uh, proud main main show this week because it's been a lot this of fun. This was fantastic. We, uh, we, we know what we've got to do. we got to do that. Uh, the base, somebody opens a pack. Right? Oh and yeah, they hide the name. That's that's, and we just got to guess it. We do it on the afternoons, but I want to yeah. do. I want. I think that's a great way to to talk about baseball mm-hmm. or any sports. You can do football sure. and the memories of those years, and and that's something sure. that's coming down the line too. Um, uh, before I get out of here, I got to take care of some housekeeping. Uh, then we'll pass it to some stuff to Tom. I want to thank my executive producer, uh, uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, these are the ones who uh, are, are support me at a high level. It's uh, DJ Snacks. You know him, Real Snacks Attack does a lot of the uh, uh, the movie trivia, Face Off, the fan league stuff. Thomas Rizzo. He works with me over in Cashley Tuck. Lethal Logan X, Paul, my friend Paul, you met him, the police officer, who is a giant fan of Little Bobby and the Juice. Uh, Matthew Simon, Bedore, Matt Thompson, Tamor, Abdul, Donalong, Nathan Ovendale, my hometown area of Santa Maria, Zach Anderson. Speaking of my hometown area, August 24th, more details to come. But I will be there as part of an event put on by the Central Coast Film Society with permission for the fine folks at Lucasfilm. We're going to be showing at the Clark Center Community uh, Clark Center Community Center. It's a, it's a big, it's on my high school campus. It wasn't there when I went to school. Um, big community center. Uh, we're going to be showing uh, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. And I'll be hosting the event, doing a Q&A, book signing, uh, VIP experience, all that kind of thing. Get to meet me and I'll be selling some books there if you need a copy of the book. Uh, that's coming August 24th in my hometown of Royal Grande, California. You can go to uh, their website, uh, centralcoastfilmsociety.org for more information. You can purchase tickets there from the Clark Center as well. That's coming. Tom, uh, I, I can't thank you enough and i really want people to check out little bobby and the Ooh, juice on great. youtube uh, tell them where to find that in you uh just yeah little little bobby and the juice on youtube um you know it's, it's my it's my handle on twitter at little bobby and the juice 
we put out roughly, you know, we're having eight episode first season. We're five in. Mm-hmm. The sixth one is dropping uh, next week. Yeah. It has an A-list celebrity that I think you guys are really going to love. Um, you know, it revolves around a little snippet is, uh, revolves around little Bobby. Uh, his, um, dream is to be a reenactment actor <laughs> and, uh, there somebody is shooting him a gruff commercial across the street yes. and he is not a part of it and yes. he somehow becomes a part of it. Oh, and, uh, you know, the, the juice is there helping him out and, uh, they run into an A-lister and, uh, you know, we're going to see, uh, <laughs> how it goes. goes, but, uh, you know, That's look, awesome. the support for the show has been, is, has been great. Yeah. Um, it's look, it's a long con. It's a long business. You know, yeah. it took a, a uh, you know, uh, adult robot chicken three years to sell to these things. Yeah. You got to put out the content, you know, you unfortunately, we're, you know, we're scripted, it's a scripted brand. So it's very hard to keep mm-hmm. putting stuff out on a consistent basis, but we're going to try to do uh, a little more. And we're thinking of a lot of ideas to get more content to everybody on a, on a, uh, you know, weekly basis. So, yeah. uh, uh I yeah, like it. I said, I appreciate it. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air. I think, in a in a world where, you know, like I said, I know people's comedy is, is fine, but I don't watch network TV. I, don't, I can't watch these comedies anymore. It, it just don't. doesn't work, yeah. you know? And it's just something that I feel it's like a breath, breath of fresh air. It's very Seinfeldian. It's got a lot of weird twists to it. People are always like, I'm not really laughing at this. I'm like, it's not about the laughter of the show. Right. It's about just the, the weirdness just of it. it yeah. And just like get the jokes and get the stuff. And now that's another thing, you know, I write with a lot of, um, yeah. older references. Yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of the fans are younger, so they're yeah, like, I don't too. know what like Dolly Parton means. Like, yeah. So it's like, doesn't really find it. They, they, you miss one joke, the, the rest of the show is over with. Yeah. You know what I mean? For people sometimes. And uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. But yeah, uh, I don't, I'm a reference-based comic and my here. references kind of stop after 2001. I yeah. get it. It makes me seem old, but I'm sticking same, to it. Same here. That's you, all I know. You catch up, not me. Exactly. That's uh, all I know. <laughs> it was a better time back then anyway. It was. Tom Dagnino, thank you so much. I'll see you around the Schmodown world as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, hopefully some of you are coming down to San Diego Comic-Con. Big event. Go mm-hmm. to theschmodownlive.com for more information. That's it for now. I'm going to go watch some baseball. Thanks, Tom. We'll see you all. This has been Life Ranked on the Napsuck Files podcast mm-hmm. feed. Mm-hmm.